Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you will, turn your Bibles to 2 Samuel chapter 6. And um, I will tell you tonight, um, 2 Samuel 6 is something that Pastor preached on two Sundays ago. Um, it's something I referenced the Wednesday before that Sunday, a couple of Wednesdays ago. And uh, I, I had not been studying in Samuel at all, First or Second Samuel. Um, but the last uh, two days, there has been a disruption in my life. And in, in a routine in my life, there has been a Holy Ghost disruption and the Lord began to, to speak to me to get alone with Him on my lunch hour and to do certain things that He had called me to do. And, and I just locked myself in a back office and the Lord just began to speak to me, to speak to the church. And I want to challenge you tonight. And the reason... I have no idea why I feel that, I mean, I have an idea, let me take that back, why the messages that the Lord has been giving me have been in a similar vein, but it's because He's calling us to a higher and a deeper place, and there is encouragement in this, but more than anything, I want you, I want you to be challenged tonight. 2 Samuel chapter 6, we're going to begin reading in verse 17. If you would stand for the reading of God's Word tonight. 2 Samuel 6 and verse 17, And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in His place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And as soon as David had made an end of offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed, turn to your neighbor and say, blessed the people in the name of the Lord of the host of hosts. How many knows it's good to be blessed, right? And he dealt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel as well, to the women as men, to everyone a cake of bread and a good piece of flesh and a flagon of, of, of wine. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Let us pray tonight. God, we thank you for your word and its anointing. We thank you for the worship in this house. God, I feel your presence here. And Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit would linger and peach through to and through me tonight. And we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Many of you know this passage of Scripture, and you should know it. Pastor preached on it a few weeks ago. I referenced on it a few weeks ago as well. And David is bringing in the Ark of the Covenant, which is symbolic of the presence of God, back in to Jerusalem. He's bringing it to the, the place, his city, which is Jerusalem, which is called the city of David. It is his home. 
and he has set it up as his home. Seven and a half years into his reign, he conquered Jerusalem from the Jebusites and made it his capital city. And this meant a lot. This was a a big occasion for not only David, but for the people of Israel, the people of God. And David longed for this day. He desired for this day to come. And we see that this is a day that is full of blessings. He's blessing the people. He's offering sacrifices unto God. He's blessing the people. And not only is he blessing the people, but he's feeding the people. And they're being blessed and they're being filled and they're being sent back out to their home country, to their hometowns. And I I would like to thank Pastor that as they went their way, they were rejoicing. They'd been rejoicing all day, celebrating that God's presence had come. Come back home, if you will. And I believe it was a joyous time. It was a a time of blessing. It was a time of uh, of renewal and restoration. It, it 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 it's almost like you can read in the text a sigh of relief that it was finally where it needed to be. But I, I want you to know tonight, and and I know that you know the backstory to this, but I want you to realize uh, that. This was David's second attempt to bring in the Ark of Covenant, the presence of God, to its resting place. His first attempt, and we'll get there in a moment, went very badly, but I I want you to realize that David had an earnest desire for the presence of God to be in Jerusalem, for the Ark of the Covenant to rest in his home. I want you to catch that for a moment. In his home city, the city of David, he wanted the presence of God almost more than anything. He wanted the Ark of the Covenant to be restored in its proper place. And the Bible records this story not only here, but in 1 Chronicles. In 1 Chronicles, it says that David prepared a place for the Ark of God. He prepared a tabernacle or a tent, a a temporary holding place uh, for the presence of God. He wanted it so bad that even when he knew where it was uh, and, and he knew that he did not have possession of it yet, that he prepared a place for God to sit and to dwell in his own home, in his own city. But David... got caught up in convenience. You see, David, yes, he wanted the presence of God to dwell with him in the city of David. And and, and I, I must point out the fact that even David knew where it was, but just to know where the presence of God is was not enough for him. He had to dwell with the presence of God. 
And I think that speaks to the church today that many of us know where we can find the presence of God in His Word. Many of us know where we can find the presence of God in our prayer closet. Many of us know where we can find the presence of God in a worship service uh, at church on Sunday and Wednesday. But how many knows uh, that just knowing where the presence of God is is not enough, uh, but we need the presence of God to dwell in us day in and day out uh, that we need... uh, we, we should desire Him uh, to the extent that we prepare a place uh, in our hearts for Him to sit uh, and to dwell uh, and, 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 and to live uh, to and through us. I want you to make a note of that. Just, just to not know where it was was not enough. But He had to have it in His home. How many has to have the presence of God to operate in their home? But David gets caught up in convenience. See, what what are you talking about? If you read the beginning portions and the beginning verses of this chapter, you'll find that that the Ark of the Covenant rested uh, not in Jerusalem, but it it rested uh, at, at Abinadab's house. And... David knew that it was there, and he he just he, he I, I'm not exactly sure how it all went down, but but I, it, it's almost as if he just said, "Here's a new cart, and Abinadab's sons, Uzzah and Ohio, just just tell them to bring it in, just tell them to bring it to me. We'll be waiting on the presence of God. We'll be waiting here for for the Ark of of the Covenant to come to us. But just take a new cart and just have your sons bring it to us. You say, what's wrong with that? What, what's, what's wrong with that? It, 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 what, what, what the problem is, is it was convenient, Brother Chris. It was convenient. For him just to send a card, he had many, I'm sure, and I, 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 I'll tie this all together for you. But, but he, it was convenient for him just to go and fetch the presence of God and, and, and bring it in, but that's not how God ordered it to be. If you read, uh, if you read over in First Chronicles that that David finds out after this tragedy that we're about to read about, he he says, "Listen, now the second time we go and get the presence of God, we have to do it under the ordinance or God's order. We have to do it God's way, or He will not bless us." But what I want to focus on tonight is the fact that we read uh, in in verse 17 through 19 that there was blessing, there was rejoicing, there was offerings, there there was a time of refreshing and refilling, there was food being given out, uh, there was sustenance to be had, there there was a good time, there was good spirits. But I want you to notice uh, in, in the first part of this chapter that when David fetched for the ark the first time and did it the wrong way... The Bible says in verse 5 of chapter 6 here uh, that David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord with all manner of instruments uh, made of uh, fir wood, even on harps, uh, even on salt trees, uh, even on trembles and cornets and cymbals. They were still rejoicing. They were still praising. They were still worshiping. They, they were doing what they thought they should be doing. There was still an excitement. Uh, but, but what happened and what was wrong was the convenience factor is that 
David wanted to do what was quick and what was easy. And he fetched up the Ark of the Covenant on a cart that it was not supposed to be on. And it caused Uzzah. The Bible says that when they were traveling, the, 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 the oxen began to stumble and, and the Ark began to fall. And Uzzah put his hand on the Ark and he was taken for dead. He was struck down dead. And you say, what does that mean? And, and what does that have to do with David? Is Listen, I want people to know tonight that this is what God has spoken to me for this house is that your convenience is causing your death. David was worshiping. David was excited that the presence of God was coming in. But, but he, he didn't. He was missing one, one, one thing. He was missing a, really a couple things. But he, he was doing some things wrong. And he thought, well, I can just have the presence of God at my convenience. And church, I want you to know that this is something that has affected uh, the Western culture and, and has affected the Western church and the American church uh, is we think uh, that God is our magician and our butler, that we ring a bell, He shows up and He does a magic trick. Uh, he makes all the problems go away. Uh, he makes the COVID go away, the sickness go away, the disease go away. We, we Listen, I know that God is a healer, uh, but I want you to understand uh, that God says, you will not bring in my presence your way and at your convenience but you will bring in my presence what, why, why is it such a big deal about his presence because where his presence is there is power where his presence is there is freedom where his presence is there is an authority that takes over the atmosphere and the atmosphere has no dictation over us but we begin to dictate things to the atmosphere you see what our problem is, what Jade Abrams' problem is, uh, is that I want God, uh, His presence, uh, and His power at my convenience. It was convenience. But His convenience cost the man his life. Well, it's convenient, Jesus, for me to pray at this time. Well, it's convenient just for me to live off the worship service and off the message on Sunday and Wednesday and not open my Bible all week long, not spend time in prayer all week long, not, not spend time in worship all week long. That, 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 that's just having God at your convenience. And I want you to know that, that people in the church look around and say, I don't know why this is going on. I don't know why this is happening. I feel so wore out. Listen, I've been here. I'm just, I'm just telling you, it's preached to me. But, but I, we, we say, oh, I don't know why I feel so weak. I feel so battered. I, I feel this way. I feel that way. It's because I, we, we have allowed ourselves to dictate to God when He can come in and when He can move in our lives and when we want Him and when we need Him. We have tried to make Him a convenience and not a Christ. We've tried to make Him someone that we can control instead of Him controlling us. We've tried to make Him obedient to us uh, instead of us being obedient to him. What I want you to realize tonight uh, is that David had to do things God's way uh, so he could keep uh, the promise in the presence of God. And I want to preach to you tonight on this fact uh, that it's for keeps. It's for keeps. 
Say, what is it? What are you talking about? It's for keeps. I want the presence of God for keeps. I want to keep it. I want the power of God for keeps. I don't want to just preach about it and sing about it and not live in it. I'm telling you that God has been just messing me up the last two days. Uh, He's been interrupting my life, uh, and it's it's been spectacular. Uh, I'm just back there in a back office. I'm dancing. I'm shouting. Uh, My coworkers probably wondering what's going on back there. Uh, What's going? Listen, I'm I'm to the place I don't care uh, because if I can't keep uh, myself close to God, uh, if I cannot keep myself, I will not have the power of God operating in my life. uh, And that man I'm working with will never be changed or transformed by the power of God. Why? Because I don't want the presence of God for keeps. I want Him at my convenience. But David had to take a step back. and He had to realize I'm doing this the wrong way. He, 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 was, he was aggravated. He was, he was fearful. All, all the emotions you could feel. God, why'd you do this? Why'd you do this? And David realizes because he tells us again in First Chron- Chronicles chapter 15, he says, we have to do this God's way. And I know in Second in, 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 in Samuel it doesn't, doesn't have the, the, the same timeline as First Chronicles chapters 13 through 16 because it has David fighting a battle. And then it goes into the story of the Ark of the Covenant in chapter 5 of 2 Samuel has him fighting a battle. And then he goes in and, and he does all the Ark stuff. But there, there's some people that believe that, that 1 Chronicles 13 through 16 is a little more accurate that after, after the mistake with Uzzah and his convenience that David was drawn into battle by the Philistines. And in that battle, he, had, he went to the Lord twice and said, God, are you with us? Are you with us? If you're with us, let me know and I'll fight. First time, God says yes. At Refrain, he defeats him in the valley of Refrain. Defeats the Philistines. Well, they reassemble and he asks God again. And God says, listen, I I don't want you to go up and take them. I want you to go behind them and I want you to listen. I want you to wait. You say, why why does this matter, Pastor Jay? It's because some of us are going through trials and battles in our life and, and we don't really realize what it's about. And it's what it's about is God is teaching, just like he was teaching David, to hear his voice again. If you read it, young people, I tell you, read it. First Chronicles chapters 13 through 16. And he had to learn, Brother Chris, how to hear. God said, don't you move until you hear the marching through the top of the mulberry tree. That's when you go. What God was showing him is, listen, your convenience is causing your death. But if you will, but listen to me. If you will but follow me, I'll take you to a place not only of rejoicing, but a place of blessing. 
Let me sum this up real quick for you. Come to the music tonight. Church, we have to realize if we want God, let me just do this real quick. If you want revival, raise your hand. That's a, that's a serious question. And I, I pray that you realize that is a serious response. Because if we want revival. We have to become like David. You say, what would the convenience? No. David, even, even, even in his own, his own mess up, he realized and corrected himself, got in alignment with God. He, he, the, the whole thing was, is he knew where the presence of God was, but he wanted it here. He wanted it at home. He wanted it with him. He wanted it with him. I, even when he was running from Absalom and, and the Ark of the, the, the Covenant wasn't even there, he, he, he would say, Oh God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is to see thy power and thy glory. So as I've seen thee in the sanctuary, he desired to see the power and the presence of God. That's why he was a man after God's own heart. But he corrects and he tells them, we need to do things God's way. And church, I want you to grab hold of this. What's God's way? The Bible tells us in this very same chapter, 2 Samuel chapter 6, that they would walk six paces after the Levites, the, the pure, the pure men of God lifted up the ark and began to carry it. They would walk six paces and they would offer sacrifice. They would walk six paces. would stop. They would offer sacrifice. Because in order to inherit the presence and the power of God, it calls for sacrifice. I'm not talking of oxen and, and fattling calves as David and the priests offered as a praise offering. That's it's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what Paul was telling the Roman church in Romans 12:1, where he says, I beseech you. I love that. Because he's saying, I beg of you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. You want to keep the presence of God? If, it's, if this is for keeps, if your relationship with God is just not something you do because your mom did it, your daddy did it, but it's something that's genuine, that you've had an encounter with God, and you want to keep Him uh, dwelling and working to and through your life, I'll tell you, it's going to require you to lay down your life. 
What about what Hebrews chapter 13 says about lifting up a sacrifice of place? Because if you want to keep the presence of God, the road to keeping the presence of God is full of sacrifice. It's full of sacrifice. But pastor... Bringing it full circle back to my text tonight. It says, And when they brought in the ark of the Lord... Not this. David's already danced before the Lord with all his might. He, 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 they're rejoicing, they're celebrating. But when they brought in the ark of the Lord and they set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle of David that he pitched for it, that David began to make burnt offerings and more sacrifices and all these things, but then he blessed the people. You want the blessings of God. You've got to be able to sacrifice to keep the presence of God. That's where the blessing of God. But David said, I want it here. I don't want to know where it was. I want to know that it's here. It's with me. There was blessings, but not only was there blessings, there was sustenance. What does food bring? Bring strength. Sister Katie, what happens is when they receive strength, verse 19 says, they all went their own way. Blessed by the power of God. And fed by the presence and the word of God. And they were sent home. Church, if this is for keeps and we're serious about revival, y'all raised your hands. I want to tell you, your, your convenience is killing you spiritually. I wish I could describe. I, I haven't had the time to sit down and tell anybody what God has been doing in my life. The last two days, the last 48 hours. But my convenience is not going to kill me because I'm getting rid of the convenience and I'm saying, God, my schedule is not mine. It's yours. If you stand across this house, Young people, are you willing to sacrifice? I know school, college, work. It's not hard to figure out that life's busy. But don't let your convenience kill you. God, I'll pray when I have time. God, I'll get into the Word when I have a moment. God, I read my verse of the day. Young people, every single one of you raised your hands when you said you wanted revival. That means to have
have the presence of God. If you want revival, you've got to have the presence of God. But to keep it, sacrifice. Sacrifice of praise. The fruit of your lips is what Hebrews 13 says. It's the fruit of your lips. And he goes on in the next verse, if I'm not mistaken, Pastor. And he says that's, that's the sacrifice that God loves to hear, that he wants to hear. Are we in this for keeps? Because I'll tell you right now, I know some of you, you're competitive, Chris, Cameron, Cameron more so. But where is our competitive nature when it comes to the Spirit? We want to win at everything else. But we can't walk in the path that victory through Jesus Christ has already won for us. Where's our hunger? Where's our thirst? Because my Bible tells me, Jesus tells me, in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6, that those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. The people of Israel were filled that day because they walked six paces. They made a sacrifice. Six paces. Sacrifice. Why? Because they wanted to keep the presence of God. They had lost it before, but they didn't want to lose it again. So I want to ask you today. Are you in this for keeps? Are you going to let your convenience be the spiritual death of you? Hey everybody, Pastor Ron, I pray that today's message and program has been just a great blessing to you. And I just, uh, I'm so thankful that we had the privilege to come into your home today or wherever you may be watching. I would encourage you to uh, continue to follow us. We're on all of the major social media platforms. Uh, we have podcasts that you can follow us with. I would encourage you to reach out to us and let us know. Our information's on the screen. And uh, if we've been a blessing to you, please contact us. Let us know. And we look forward to sharing the word of the Lord with you again. Uh, next time, God bless you. We'll see you soon.